Welcome to the Alleycast. To be honest, I, I much prefer this now. I much prefer doing this and, and seeing other people, you know what I mean, helping other people achieve stuff rather than myself achieving it. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. Very Merry Christmas to you from me. Um, I hope you've had a, a great festive season so far and uh, Santa's brought you everything you want for uh, your future tabbing adventures throughout 2020. Um, today's podcast is with a guy called uh, John Hammond. John Hammond is a, is a local uh, guy to me on the Wirral. He has run several ultramarathons, Land's End to John O'Groats, Marathon de Sable, you named it, he's done it, and he's done it all in the name of raising hundreds of thousands of pounds for charity. He also puts a lot back into the community uh, by running the local catch to 5k and basically getting people out there and, uh, and uh, you know, getting themselves fit and, and getting a bit of sort of vitamin N uh, out in nature. So, yeah. So, um, really interesting guy to speak to. Uh, lots of tips. Uh, a very humble guy as well. Um, who doesn't really see that, that what he's doing is that incredible, but but of course it is. So without further ado, uh, let's go straight over and listen to John Hammond. Today I'm speaking to John Hammond. John Hammond is a, a bit of a local hero amongst, amongst the uh, the run fraternity around Wirral. Um, so hi, John. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Steve. Good, thank you. Excellent, mate. Okay, so um, over the past couple of years, I mean, I think I first became aware of you in the the running community on the world when you were, I think, you were running various different marathons over over several different days or over a month. Was that a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, mate. Yeah, um, I I ran. Well, we've done, we've obviously I've done done quite a few things. Um, this, this one for the marathons, we. I came up with the idea to run a marathon every day in October. Um, it was 2017. Um, each each marathon was just basically just around the Whittle. Yeah. Um, the main the main thing was uh, we started off on like October the first, which was a Sunday. But then the main, the the toughest part was I was still going to work each day. Um, I, I was coming home. Yeah. And so each each nighttime marathon, so to speak, was starting at four o'clock and. It's sort of um, up to that point. I've always had quite a good backing of the running community. They've always helped me on on, on all the stuff I've come up with. And we started off. We, we had like I, I was never running on my own. I think I think one night I was running on my own for about ten miles. And apart from that, there was always people with me. And it just built up throughout the month. Then and somehow managed to keep going and completed it. Com- completed the marathon every day. Plus with one extra, we don't. I, I don't one extra because. Um, it was a believe it or not, there was another guy doing it. He was also doing thirty-one and thirty-one. Right, okay. yeah. So we were having a bit of a Strava war. So I, I ended up, do, <laughs> I ended up doing an extra one for the thirty-two. So what, what possessed you to do that then? I don't know, mate. I mean, I think, like I say, up, up to that point, I'd, I'd done quite a bit of stuff, and I'd got quite into the fundraising side of it. And I was looking to, I was fundraising for a, for the charity Scope at the time okay. through a bit of a personal thing. And I, ju- I was just trying to think of, of stuff to do, and for some I don't know. I couldn't even tell you now. Thinking back now, I couldn't tell you how on earth I came up with that idea. But I just thought, you know, it's it's a good thing. It's it, it got it got all the running community 
community together. Yeah, we had totally. like on the on the last on the very last night or the thirty first, we had like 40, 50 people running with us. Wow. You know, throughout the marathon, like so it was. Uh, it got people out running. It got people running the furthest they've, they've ran. It was like you know it was getting people off the couch and getting them out running with us as well, which which was one of the major factors. And to be honest, so have you always run then? Have you run since you were a kid, or is it something you sort of came into in later life? Yeah, no, well, I've always played football. I've always played football on a Saturday and a Sunday, um, just like local football. And then I stopped playing football. I'm, I'm, I'm 43 now. I stopped playing football when I was about 32. Yeah. I, I sort of had like 12, about, well, a couple of years where I didn't really do too much. And then I, I didn't run my first marathon until 2012. Right, okay. It was the, or 2011, sorry, 2011, it was the, uh, the Liverpool Marathon. Mm. And I've done it with two friends. And, and since then, it's just sort of just escalated. I've just I sort of got into got into it then, and I heard about the. Uh, I think after about five six marathons, I heard about the hundred marathon club, which obviously is like every marathon's got to be an official marathon. So that that was my aim for a few years then. So that it just I was just running running marathons most weekends, trying to find an official marathon somewhere. Like so, it, it just escalated then, mate. What other events have you done? Was that your first big event then? Was it so doing those thirty one marathons, or was it? Or did you done a big event before then? No, well, we, I think. Thinking back now, I think that was uh, that was 2017, and I think 2016 I came up with the idea of running, um, or it might have been the same year. It might have been around the same year. I come up with the idea of running uh, seven seven treadmill marathons in seven days. So that that was like that was my first big fundraising thing, you know. So when when I was trying to raise money for a certain for a certain cause or a certain charity, I was I was always trying to think outside the ball a little bit because a lot of people now nowadays will run will run a marathon charge but sometimes it can be a struggle raising the money so that's why I was always thinking of different things to do and we done we done um, seven marathons in seven days and again we had we, we set up three treadmills in, in total fitness in Prenton mm. and we had like we had people alongside me all, all the time for the full week and we, we raised we raised about eight eight thousand pounds for that like to be honest so that so that that, that starts mm. like the, the more the more running running marathons each day for charity type thing so what was it transitioned you from uh, football into into running then? Was it just I don't know? Was it just you? You felt you were too old to play football anymore? Was it a young man's game, or were you just like? No, to be to be honest, like I, I was I was I was getting sent off. I, I wasn't the best uh, the best on the pitch, like yeah, uh, discipline. So I, I was always getting sent off. When I got to like thirty two, and I was still getting sent off, I thought no, it's time to like call it a day type thing. So. I just sort of stopped them, mate, and then I sort of had like a 12, 18 months of not really, not really having any any focus. You know what I mean? Yeah, Probably yeah. going out a bit too much stuff, and then I say I just I just got into me running, and, and oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't. I'd be lost, completely lost without it now. It, it's it's. You know, it's it's probably I like 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 a lot of people. You know, it's 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 massive to me now. Like the running. Yeah, so do you run every day then? Do you? Um, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I run every day. I, I, I'll do some kind of exercise every day. Yeah. Um, I'll either go to the gym or I'll, I'll do. I'll do a bit of, well. Some, I haven't done it lately. But I'm swimming or when I'm training for something, I'll do some cycling or something. So I run for a, a local running club, UTS running club. Yeah. yeah. So we, we run with them on a, on a Monday and a Thursday, and I have my own little, my little beginners running club. Like tonight, we, we, I've been doing a couch to five k for the last for the last eight nine weeks, so that's coming to an end now. So. I've always, I've always got something going on, to be honest. So is it, has, has running developed from you then in just something from yourself now into more like sort of giving service back a bit or? Yeah, well, I, I think originally when I, st- when I started running, um, and as, as I just said, when I'd head about the 100 Marathon Club, so mm. I, I would I would only ever, ever run, like it sounds quite, quite mad, I would only ever run an official marathon. 
I was I sort of had that. This is like set, set, probably six, seven, five, six, seven years ago. I, w- I wouldn't dream of doing. I wouldn't never do a half marathon or a ten k or a five k. I don't see because it was chasing that goal of a hundred official marathons. I was always I was always running. You know what I mean? I was going somewhere to run that marathon. I, I didn't probably. And, and once once I got to that hundred marathons, I slowed right down on them. Then I sort of because I achieved that goal, and now that's when I sort of got more into. As you say, possibly giving a, giving a little bit back and, and mm. coming up with the idea of a beginner's one, but coming up with the idea of Cubs 5K and, do, and doing like more charity stuff. And to be honest, I, I much prefer this now. I much prefer doing this and, and seeing other people, you know what I mean, helping other people achieve stuff rather than myself achieving it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, so it makes sense. So, so when you went on from the year, uh, your, your 31 marathons, what was your next goal after that then? Where did you sort of go from there? Um, well, I think I've been leading up to it. I think that was 2017. So 2018, um, I, I I done the marathon de Sable. Mm. Um, that was in April. Yeah, in the April of 2018, I think it was my yes. So that then from from the marathons, I finished the marathons, and then that obviously I had to I had to like contact on on my own on my own mm. training then for, for, for NBS, and um, I went out there in April and. I managed to get through it. To be honest, I managed to get through it without any major problems. Like, which was quite surprising at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I know, like, there was everybody out there um, suffers with blisters. Yeah. That that was the main thing. And like the lads, and that was eight. It was in the tent, and some of the lads had four or five blisters on each foot, and mm. some, somehow I did not get one single blister. <laughs> not one single. And I didn't. I didn't take my feet up. I put a, I put a plaster on on one toe on each foot. Um. And that was that. That was it. That, and I just didn't. So I didn't suffer with um, with any blisters with any illness. With a lot of guys with illness slept okay. Even through a sand sandstorm one of the nights, everything. And uh, I, I got. I, it just all went okay. Like it. I got through it quite well. The marathon de Sable absolutely fascinates me. It's it's something that's definitely on my bucket list before I'm before I'm in the fifties. Really. Um, what sort of preparation are you looking at for the marathon de Sable? Because it's not just something you can just rock up and do, is it? I mean, there's lots of equipment you need. And, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, you've got to. Um, I th- thinking back now, I, 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 I did do quite a bit. Probably probably not as much training as I should have, mm. but because because I had a lot, I always have a lot of stuff going on. So <clears throat> um, when I did start to knuckle down. I was I was go I was doing a lot of training down in down in Wales with one of my friends that my friends from Perfelli so we, we were going all on the pedaling mm. all around there and stuff and basically just it's just a case of getting used to carrying that weight on your back as well you know as you you know yourself you know I mean you, you've got to yeah. get used to carrying it so I, I was going out I was going and sometimes some days just go around the Whittle which yeah. there's not that hills but I'd go, go right along on the beach and stuff and. I'd put bags of rice in the bag to, mm. to, to get some weight in it, and it's just getting used to the kit, really. And there's not much you can do regarding the heat, the heat side of it. I, I don't know. I don't know whether there's that much you can do. But tw- twelve months previous to Martin de Sable, I, I went and done a an ultra race out in Spain. Mm. Um, that was like five five miles. Well, it was it was five, it was a five day event. Yeah, uh, and that was in An- Andalusia. And they had they had a big Spanish heat wave over the five days, and it was it was. I'll always always say people now that 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 to me was tougher than Martin de Sable. There was there was guys out there in in the Spain one. They were like a hundred times more experienced than me, a hundred times better than me. But they, they were people were dropping like flies, and yeah, so, yeah. again, somehow I, man, I managed to to complete the five days and get through it. So then I think I, I think I, I 
just signed up for Marathon Dissolve before that, so it was, that was already booked anyway. But that did give me a lot of confidence regarding you know the, mm. the heat run, the heat and stuff, and and the heat out, the heat out in, in the desert. It, it didn't. Uh, it was. It was obviously it was very very hot, but I don't know. It, it just. I did. I just didn't suffer that that bad out there. Even on the long day, on, on mm. the long day, which was the Wednesday, it was about. I think it was about fifty miles, or fifty something miles, and. I just seemed to go. I don't know that, that even that went went okay. Like, do you know what I mean? So it was. Um, it, it just. I, I always say I'd never go back because it would it would never go as well. <laughs> I I seen some guys out there that were suffering unbelievable, yeah. mainly with blisters or some sickness. But I'm just glad that I've ticked that one off and, and I say got through it okay. So you say you carry what sort of equipment are you carrying out there? Do you have to carry all your own um, sleeping bags, stuff like that? I mean, I I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the only things that you don't have to worry about is the tent. Um, mm. Obviously, you, you run from like different place, to different place, and you, you, it's all your tent actually set up for you. It's just a, just a pretty straight basic tent. There's eight of you in there, mm. so then you have to carry. You, you, you're wearing the same kit. You're wearing the same kit every day. Yeah. So you, and and you very rarely. What we're doing? There's there's no such thing as showers out there. There's 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 um the the water that you you. you they give you the bottles of water to have that so you're limited to like i think i can't remember exactly what it was so you're basically using that what that water that bottled water to to wash if you need to wash it you've got baby wipes stuff you need mm. to brush your teeth you need to heat your food up you've got to carry all your food um so you've got to, you have a little uh, little stove that you, you you pull out once you've completed that day and you're back in your tent just to warm the water up to put into your food but all your food that everything's into like uh is all vacuum packed, you know? Yeah, yeah. To, to keep all the weight down, so you're carrying your sleeping bag, you're carrying a sleeping mat, you're carrying a coat because it, it gets absolutely freezing cold there in, in the night, uh, and really just any any bits of food that you know that you can have. That I I took. Uh, we, we were eating all eating all these expedition foods. Yeah, yeah. We're all quite bland, but I, I, one of the things that I took, I, I snuck in a little bottle of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> and, God, it, it was the most popular thing in our tent. We, yeah. that, that just it just gives you that <clears throat> pair of meals right up, and then so you, 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 you're not. You, I think our, I think the weight the weight of it was about ten kilos, right, okay. uh, or just underneath that, and that's that's for like obviously myself, who's like middle of the pack type thing. Do you know what mm. I mean? And uh, some some of the the guys who were winning it. Or the guys who were right right to the front. I mean, they they were their bags were next to nothing. You know, I don't know what yeah. they they were surviving on to be honest. <laughs> so, how many days is that? Is that like five days? Is it the marathon to Sabri doing that over? Yeah, it's um, you run. I think we were running on the Sunday. Or was it? Th- yeah, it's, it's like five days. You, you, mm. I think the first the first two, the first three days are all under twenty. Are all in between twenty and twenty five miles. Then you've got the long day. Mm. So you've got the long day all day Wednesday, Wednesday night, and then depending on what time you finish, then you have Thursday off. But there were some guys who were still running right into the Thursday. Wow. I managed to get back, I think, in the early well, about four, maybe three, four o'clock in the morning. So I had we had Thursday to ourselves, and then well, not to yourselves. You still, mm. you know, you're you're on the camp, and then Friday is the mar- is a marathon. That's your marathon day. Yeah, and then. The, the final day, which is the Saturday, it's, it's, it's that's like the charity day. It's like a ten, I think it's a ten k run. You're basically running back to the to the bus then. Okay. Um. So I think it is like five five days, or, or it's five runs in six days. It is, mate. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. What was the worst day for you? Um. Well, I, I I'd say I'd probably say the first, maybe the first day or mm. the second day because 
I think I say this to everyone without trying to sound like a big guy. I, I, I think I ran myself a lot fitter mm. throughout, throughout the week. As, as the week went on, I, I seemed to be getting strong. Um, and then it comes to like the mar- the marathon day, which was the Friday, which was after the, obviously after the long day. I, I was still managing to run. I was running up up, uh, up the sand dunes, and I hadn't done that all week. You know, and, and yeah. everyone's like, well, why, "Why is why is still running?" I'm thinking, "Well, I'm not. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling great." You know. So as I say, it's just I don't know. As I say, I, that's why I would never go back because I, I don't think I'd ever I'd ever have it as good out there. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the nights we had it. That's what I said before. We we did have a big sandstorm one of the nights, and I think that was probably the, the scariest moment of the whole of the whole week for everybody. To be honest, mm. all the tents were going everywhere, all the equipment, all the gear was going everywhere. So I think that was probably the probably the worst part of the trip. To be honest. So how do you train for something like that? How are you how are you training for the man on the tablet? Is it is it getting the distance in? Is it just getting time on your feet? Is it it's just yeah, getting used to being uncomfortable? I think I think it's I think it's getting it's getting. Um, it's get it's getting the distance some distance and obviously it's get it's getting uh, back to back run, back to back days mm-hmm. and you know I think in the end I, I was trying to go out every Saturday and Sunday and and getting some big miles in but it's not all about running it's not all about running out there you know you, a lot of the, some of the sand dunes and, and and they're actually called jebels out there you, you're only walking and climbing so yeah, yeah. You've, you've got you've got to try and get your fair share of hill working but I am again it, it's hard obviously living living over here it's it's hard yeah. to like reach it. The, the, the heat side, the, the you know the heat side of it. So, a lot of people. I was on the Facebook pages, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, go into the sauna mm. in, in your local gym and sitting there for like half an hour or forty minutes." And I used to go in there for like two minutes, and I'd be like, "I'm bored here, I'm bored." So, <laughs> it's just like I don't know, mate. It's, it's you, you, I say you've got to get your back-to-back runs in, and, and you've got yeah. to get used to carrying the weight. But there's only so much you've got to get used to the hills. But it's just the heat, the heat side of it. And then obviously the blisters and all that. There's not much you can do about that until, until you're out there, really. So what what ultras have you done in this country then? Because uh, I've seen obviously a few of them pop up on Facebook of, of what yeah. you've done. And uh, over, over in this country, mate, I've done I've done a few hundred mile races. I've done the uh, Liverpool to Manchester and back to Liverpool yeah. again a, cu- a couple of times. I've done a uh, I ran from 100, 109 mile from Dublin to Dublin to Belfast. I've done, I've done that a couple of times. That, that's a, that's a good ultra to do. I, I don't. I've done. I say I've done. I've done mainly a lot of miles. Well, sorry, last year I ran from. Um, I ran from John O'Groats to Lands End last. This year, this year I've done yeah, okay. that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that that was that was like me 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 big thing this year. Um, I planned I planned all that out over over, over seventeen days. So I set off from John O'Groats. I think it was sometime in May, and and some I managed to get through. Managed to get through the seventeen days, but. That was that was uh, completely completely tough going. I, I had it all planned out from where I was going from town to town. I had all, all like B and B's booked or a hotel booked or something similar. And it was just um, I said to a lot of people. I said I said I was confident of getting through it, sort of confident. But I was thinking I said always oh, said to people if something goes wrong early doors, then I'm going to be in trouble. And after about three days, all my all my shins started swelling up, which I've never ever had before. Yeah, yeah. And it was just. It, after about that was after about three days, and then that lasted for a while, and then after about five days, I think I, I've never had them before. So I said before, I started getting blisters, and and the blisters were just unreal, mm. uh, absolutely unreal. And I, I, there were so many times when I thought to myself, when I'd, I'd make it to, to wherever I was staying that night, and in the end, it was taking me like 13, 14, 15 hours sometimes out, out on my feet for the whole day, and. I was getting back to my hotel or my B and B, and there was no there was no food 
Um, there's no, there's no, no one serving food. Yeah. And look, don't get me wrong, I had, I had, I had the support crew with me. Like I had different people with me throughout the whole, you know, throughout the yeah. whole trip. So we had, I had food and, and on the go and stuff. But uh, my blisters just, my blisters were just horribly, they, they were disgusting. And, um, I don't know. I, again, I, I somehow, somehow got managed to get through it in the end, like over the seventeen days. What's going on mentally when you're doing that? When you're running for seventeen days solid, what are you thinking of as you're running? I always say to people, I always say like, I, obviously you're thinking about something, but I, when, when, as soon as I've stopped that, that race or if I've ran like a big event or if, or again this one in from John Goldstein's end, I, I can never tell. I can never tell people what I was actually thinking about for that time. But hmm. I think I think one one of, one of my strengths. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not very I'm not quick. I'm not I'm not this. I'm not that. But one of my good things, one of my strengths are that I am quite strong-minded and. I always, I am a big believer in the mental side of it, and mm. you know, I, th- I always say, people, if, you, if you've got a strong mind, and I'm, I'm pretty convinced that you can, you can achieve most things, you know, with, with a strong mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think, I, I, I think everything that I've done, um, especially the John O'Groats one, is down to a strong mind. I, I, I did. I remember putting on my Facebook once during the John O'Groats thing, saying, "I don't think it's down to a strong mind. I think it's down to just, just a bit of madness." <laughs> On that, on that one, because there was there was times when I'd, I'd get back to me, I'd say I'd get back to my hotel like nine o'clock at night. By the time I've tried to have something sweet, I've got my bag ready, I've, I've showered, I've, it's like gone midnight, and I'm, my alarm's going off at five o'clock. Sometimes I was out the door for half five, and and I suffered a lot with the weather out there. The, mm. the, the weather throughout most of the days, it was pouring down most of the days, and when you're just running down a, an A road, you know what I mean, okay. for like. That amount of time and, the, and it's just constant rain, constantly, constantly, and that's when I think I put on my Facebook that night saying I, I think this is a bit of madness. And there, there was times where I remember I just used to come into my hotel, just lie on my bed flat out, didn't even take my bag off my back. And I remember once one of my friends who was with me, Stewie, he had to cut. He came into my hotel room, he put ice packs on my legs, and I remember, this was in Carlisle, so this mm. was only like like nine days in. And I just remember thinking, and that that was the closest that came to, to to packing in throughout the whole thing. And yeah. I just thought I can't do it. And then you saw it about, you know, you come round in the end, like most things, you come round a little bit and stop trying to stop to feel sorry for yourself as much. And <laughs> then before you know it, you're back out there the next day, like yeah. What's your main driver when you're doing that? Is it just for you to complete that, or is it the charities? No, well, for for the John O'Groats one, I mean, I've always wanted to, to do. Since I got into me running, I've seen it. I've seen it, a lot of people do it. Well, a few people do it, and um, I've always thought to myself, I fancy it. I, I always like the idea of, of running from point to point, you know, rather yeah, than yeah. like I've done enough running around in circles. So, so I always had it in my mind to do. And obviously, I, 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 the charity side of it then did kick in as well. So we have, I chose like uh, five local charities, um, all all. Each charity sort of meant something to me, so mm. I made sure I had it for a reason. And I, um, I say we, we I started off. We, we raised about well, I think I raised oh, over te- over ten thousand. I think it was close to eleven wow. in the end, yeah, like yeah. So, throughout the seventeen days. But I've, I say I, I do get quite a good backing off people. I've done a, I've done a lot a lot for charity, um, a lot, and it's mainly all through running. It's getting people involved running. Like we done a big thing in August two thousand and eighteen. We. Uh, Came up with the idea of running. Oh no! Yeah, it was the it was August. So on August the first, we ran one mile over the second two miles, and then right through to thirty-one. And um, again, the, the the whole of the running community and a lot of other people jo- joined in with it, and 
it really took off. And we, um, that was for my friends, Charity, like at, uh, his son's disabled, so he pushes him around in the buggy, you know, at yeah, the races. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, so he can take part. And we, we raised over 10 grand for that as well. Like, so I just, I think that, I think that the, the charity side of it now is, is for me, is, is just as big as the running side of it, you know, for mm. myself, like, you know, just as important, I should say. When you, when, when you decide that you're going to go from sort of a marathon distance to an ultra distance, what's the, what's, is it a massive jump to go from that, or is it, is it, is it just a case of just getting out there and doing it as regards to the training? Um, well, I, I think, I think it's like, I don't know, I'd, I'd say, I'd say if you've run a marathon, obviously you're capable of, mm. you know, you, you've got to have, you've got to, you obviously, you've got the right mindset, haven't you, then, to, yeah, to, yeah. you know, to get that, to get that distance in. And, but I think it's like anything, though, I, I was speaking about this. Yeah, not long back to somebody. I, I remember when, when I first I was running, I ran a couple of half marathon, uh, half marathons. I used to cross that finish line, and I used to think to myself, I couldn't, I couldn't run a step further. You know, that's a half marathon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it is a massive achievement. And then you sort of set yourself another goal, and then you just, you just it's, again, you just got to get you, you've got to get your head round it, and you've got to get your training. And then I think if you're running a marathon for the first time, then you, then you do have to follow some kind of you know proper training plan, which I, which I did. I think for me first one, I, I followed like a 16-week training program and then really that, then the next step up for the ultras, I, I mean, I think the first ultra I ever done was, was I think, well, I think you, well, you know the air quite well, the Bre- in the Brecon Beacons. and Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find, I honestly find like a, an ultra marathon is, is a lot different to a, to a marathon because mm. on a marathon, you're looking at your watch, you, you know, you're looking at your watch, you, you're probably going for a, you go, say you're going for a certain time, you put a bit of pressure on yourself. But I think with an ultra marathon, for me, anyway, it's a lot more like laid back. You know, you, you yeah, you, you've got your bag on, you've got food. You, mm. you, you can see more like a day out because you, you you can take your time. If you need to stop and have have a breather, you can stop and have a breather. Whereas in a marathon, you you know, make, make most time you're up against your clock, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just getting yourself right mm. and, and getting your mindset right, especially for the longer distances. Do you know what I think you're spot on there because I've, I've I've done a lot of training for marathons in the past. The first marathon I did yeah. was the, the the Manchester Marathon, which was a couple of years ago, yeah. and the training for that I've got to say I didn't really enjoy sort of training for the marathon because it was just constantly running and getting out there and doing that. Yeah, now, yeah. now now I'm training. It might not even be the same one you did. I'm training for the Brecon to Cardiff Ultra in February, uh, and I'm yeah. really enjoying the training for that. Because, uh, like you say, it's slowing the pace down a bit. It's enjoying it a lot yeah. more, and it's getting out there. So, you, yeah. you can even just carrying the kit and getting out. Like you say, you can, you know, it's. If, I think my general rule is, if you can't see the top of a hill, you're going to walk up it, um, mm-hmm. and, and just go that yeah. way. But yeah, say, so, yeah, I am enjoying the training for that a lot more than I, than I enjoy for the marathon because I think the mar- marathon of all the distances that, that I've run is probably my least favourite. I just, I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, enjoy I, a marathon yeah. at all. I know what you mean. I, I can get it. I say, I. I Say to a lot of people, like I don't say, I'm, I'm no expert, but I think as an old set, don't get me wrong, you, you're still going to have them all, all them tough moments and that. But you, 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 you just got to try not to put as much pressure on yourself. But yeah. I, you, you don't. For me, I, I don't put pressure on myself and also It's just getting, it's just getting to the finish. And yeah. if it takes you like six hours, ten hours, twelve hours, yeah. you know what I mean. You just keep trying to keep going and going. But as, a, as you say, on a marathon, you, you've trained, you've, you've done all that training, and, and it is, there is a lot more pressure on I'll you. Tell you. Like for the time wise, yeah. What's your favourite distance to run? Um, I would probably say, have to be saying all that. Like, it, it probably, is, it, I've got, I suppose, I've got to say a marathon, really, haven't I? You know, yeah, yeah. but but again, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm enjoying doing everything else now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've gone through stages where I've, 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 I've when I, I ran, I ran the New York marathon last 
last mm. year and I took time out I took time out of, of everything else and I, I did get a bit of a training plan for that off someone because I was going for a PB and that and I, I would say that one I'd say I'd say New York and London probably are, are my favourite marathons which which mm. you know they are, they are quite commercialised and stuff but I, I, I do I did enjoy them but I, I did enjoy training for that as well and, and, and pushing myself trying to get a little bit faster which um, I probably don't do enough of anyway so I would have to say the, mar- the marathon business is probably my favourite do you think it just becomes um, what I've found is I talk to people now about running and like I'll, I'll probably sign up for like four or five half marathons a year and it's just yeah. it, it's, it just seems quite normal to go and run a, run a half marathon for me now um, whereas other people sort of look at you like are we, what are you doing how many you know what I mean and mm. I think when you say to them one of the things I always say is like the half marathon is probably the last sprint distance and they're like a sprint yeah. Yeah, but is it all about normalising the distance for you? Because I used to go out probably probably sort of twelve months ago. I'd go out every morning. I'd do a five k, and that that was normal for me. And obviously now yeah. since I've been trained to this ultra, I'll get up in the morning and usually put five in the morning. Go out and do a run before work. So a ten k in the morning is perfectly normal for me to do that. Um, but yeah. do, do you think it is all about just making those distances normal and just 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 or, or what what your body expects to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I think, I think now, like for, me, for myself, I think, I don't know. I, I can sort of. Be, I, I, I always say to people, you, you, as long as you've got a good, a good level of fitness, then it, the rest of it is sort of in, in your. Again, I'm sort of going back to like a lot of that. Then is in your mind, and I think if, if you've got if you've got that level of fitness, you, you, you can go out and do it. You can go out and and do a half marathon. You can go out and do do a full marathon. But you've just got to. You've just got to keep going, sort of thing. You know, when you might, when you maybe you're feeling like stopping or something. Mm. But for, for for me now, like for for, for what I'm trying, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm tra- I've sort of changed completely now. I'm training. I've managed to get a place, and I'm going to attempt this this spine race in um, wow yeah in January. So I'm sort of now going out with. I've got a friend who's doing it. He lives up in Leeds, so we've been meeting. I was on the Pennine Way, and we've been going out, and we we're just we're doing like twenty. We're doing it really in twenty mile portions, and trying to do you know each section of the course. So yeah, I, sp- I suppose on that way, it is, it is just you know you just you just got to sort of get used to that distance mm. and just go from there, really. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty brutal, the spine races, and that was what I was following that last year with uh, Yasmin Paris and that, like, and wow, yeah, she, well, she was a me- she was a total machine yeah. last year, wasn't she? I've listened to it, I listened to a podcast, but to be honest, I didn't get, I listened to it, it was fascinating, but I didn't get too much out of it because she was just completely out, 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 yeah. out, out, yeah. out of my league, you know what I mean? So yeah. everything she was doing, there's no way I'm going to be doing all that, but... Yeah. Uh, this, this is this is completely out me out my out my comfort zone. I'm, I'm not I'm not really into this side of it, so it's all quite it's all quite frightening at the moment to me. So, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. I mean, I'm still I'm still trying to get all the gear together. <laughs> about, I think it's only about five weeks away now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, just, I don't know. I'll, I'll see what happens on this one. What do you, what do, you do with regards to nutrition for um, for racing? Do you, do you have a particular plan that you follow or? Um, well, I, I, I mean, when, when I first started running, I was very, I was very good. I was um, on 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 the build up to the race. I was always trying to eat, eat well, carb, you know, carb up. Hmm. Uh, for the actual marathons, I'll, I'll on the, on the morning of the marathon, I'll have me porridge in the morning, I'll have me gels hmm. um, throughout the race. Uh, now that I've sort of, I don't know, sort of, I've sort of discovered red wine. Red wine can also <laughs> help. Help, help relax you quite a bit on the night before a marathon. I used to have a, a rule where I'd never drink, like leading up to the marathon. Yeah, yeah. I, I do again now think that a, a nice glass of red wine or a couple of glasses of red wine does relax you a little bit before the big race. But I'm trying to now. I'm, I'm, I'm especially for, for January. My now I'm sort of trying to trying to knuckle down on my nutrition side of it. But 
I'm, I'm one of them, to be honest. And it happened when I was out in Martin the Saab. I, I, whenever I'm running, I struggle to eat. Yeah. You know, like on the ultras, so to speak. And um, you sort of got to force yourself to eat, which I think when, you, when you're out there is one of the toughest things you can do. You know, you're actually forcing food into you. Mm. But again, I mean, I, I'm, people, if people ask me for advice, I say to them, you, again, nutrition on, on an ultra, especially on an ultra, you've got to try and eat. Mm. If you leave, you know, yourself, if you leave it too late, and you, you know, you, you, your, your energy starts to go, then it's very, very tough to get it back. Yeah. Just the same on a marathon. If if you if you don't have like a gel or you don't have something, and you and you lose it, you hit that wall, and it's it's really tough as anything to get it back, and it can ruin a race for you sometimes. It might it might stop people finishing that race. So, especially on an ultra, I'd set yourself a little target. I always say like trying to eat, trying to eat every. I I eat a lot of pork pies. Someone mm. told me years ago. To actually try to eat pork pies, and when they said that, I was like, "You can't do that, surely." But it's, it's worked for me on on every ultra I've done. I'll have I'll have like a little thing of pork pies. I'll have some flapjack. I'll have some some busy sweets, and you know little, little bits like that. But it's just 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 trying to nibble like every uh, every half an hour or so, forty minutes. Even if you're not hungry, you just just try and get it, and that, that you'll you'll feel the benefits of that later on later on in the race, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether you read the last podcast there, but I did a podcast with a guy called Nick Grange, and he's uh, ex army PTI, and um, yeah. then went into special forces from that, and we were talking yeah. about nutritional needs there, and he was he was going on basically saying that you know depending on the distance your nutritional needs completely change and I think one of the special forces marches halfway through they just throw cold pasties at the guys as they're halfway around yeah, so, yeah, so he you just sort of get that yeah. into you as well so uh, yeah. yeah so have you looked at the sort of um, have you looked at the sort of races we actually do the fan dance race and stuff like that have you had a look at that yet I've, I've, yeah I've seen them a few times and I, I think I must follow I follow some things on on, on on Facebook obviously as well of the fan dance because they have, they have them in January is it in January the actual yeah yeah, um, yeah it's, it's avalanche endurance events and they basically they run one in January uh, and they run yeah. they run another test march in the summer as well so basically what that involves is there's they run them on the Saturday and a Sunday so yeah. you can either just go out and just do the one fan dance on the Saturday or the one fan dance mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Uh, this year I did what they call double tap which was um, you go out on a Saturday and then you go out and do it again on a Sunday uh, and I'm planning this year to go mad do Tridents, which is you do it the Saturday morning, then you go back out, do it again Saturday night, then you do it the Sunday morning again. But say it's, it's with all the kit on, so it's £35, boots, and just as fast as you can yeah. over the mountain. So it's it's something to look at for the future there, John. So, so, what, so what, what, what actually what actually is it then? You're going to the top of... Um... Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, so it's the isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's probably the first it's the first test march that the the, the SF guys do. So you start off at the Story Arms, which is um, there's an old red phone box there, which is yeah, I think red, now, yeah, red national box, landmark. Yeah. So you start from there. It's up to the top of Penny Fan, um, then you Penny drop down Fan the other side. Um, you drop mm-hmm. down about five miles the other side, get to the halfway point, turn round, and then straight back up and straight back down to the red phone box. So it's uh, yeah, it's. Um, when I was there a few weeks back, only about two weeks ago, I I had done the Brecon Beacons Ultra then. Yeah, yeah. And we went we went past what, what's what's it called Penny Fan is it? Penny Fan, yeah, yeah. Because I've I've done the Brecon Beacons Ultra about three times now, and I always thought that the big massive hill that we went up or mountain so to speak, I thought that was Penny Fan, and only only this year he makes sense to me. No, this 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 isn't Penny Fan, <laughs> and he pointed pointed this other huge one. Yeah. And he said, that's Penny Fan. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've been telling everyone I've been climbing it for years. <laughs> that's crazy. You want to give it a go, mate? Yeah, I'll, have to, well, I'll hope you guys do it in January because I'll, I'll be ready for this spine, but I'll, I'll have a look at it, definitely, yeah. Okay, so once you've got the spine out of the way, um, are, you, are you raising money for charity on that one, are you all? 
Yeah, yeah, I, w- I will be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm currently at this moment in time um, raising money for me for me friends. It's my friend's daughter's um, my friend's daughter's charity. It's, it's his daughter, his 14 year old daughter, mm. to cancer, um, to cancer like a few years back. So okay. it's 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 for her trust, like the Club Big More Trust. So that that's what I'm going to be raising money for during the spine. Like yeah. Okay, so if if people want to sort of um, support you, is, is there a web page or GoFundMe page, anything like that you can go to? Um, I, there, there is. A, I have got a, a, a just given page that's yeah. for it, mate. But to be honest, I don't know. But it, it, it is on my Facebook. Everything will be on my Facebook on, on John, obviously John Hammond Facebook. So yeah, uh, all the links will be on there. Cool, not a problem, mate. What I'll do is I'll um, I'll have a look at your Facebook and I'll stick all that yeah. in the show notes as well, so people can just go to that afterwards. Uh, been great speaking to you, mate. Um, anything else you want to add before you go, or anything else you want to promote? No, um, I don't. I don't think so, mate. I think I've. I think I've waffled on enough there. <laughs> That's been great, mate. It really has. Now, John, great speaking to you. Thanks for your okay, time, buddy. Um, I'll. Um, I'll let you know when this is going out, and say okay. I'll, anything you want me to put in the show notes. Just, um, just drop me a, a message, and I'll get that out for you. All right. Okay. Cheers, So there we have it, uh, John Hammond. Like I say, a really interesting uh, and a really humble guy. Um, loads coming up for him, and uh, I certainly think that you know we'll be speaking to John again in the future. Uh, I'm certainly going to get some tips off him off uh, Facebook, and uh, hopefully meet up and do a bit of training with him in the future. So we're only a couple of weeks now um, away from Avalanche Endurance Events Fan Dance. So if you're doing that, then pop on the Facebook page. Let us know if it's your first time. Um, it would be really interesting to hear from you and what your thoughts on it are. If the podcast have helped you in any way, then that's great. Um, once you've done the fan dance, especially if it's your first time, if, like I say, if there's anybody you think you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know. Um, I always ask people to, to recommend guests when I've spoken to them. So if you guys out there want to come on yourselves even or want to recommend somebody, that will be really good. Um, I'm hopefully going to see you down there on the Sunday of the first weekend. So I'll be down there. If you see me round about, um, I'll be the one with the microphone shoving it in people's faces. Um, then just, just come and have a chat with me and uh, you know we'll get a few words from you and we'll, we'll put a special episode together as regards this year's fan dance as well. So, thank you very much for listening once again, and I'll see you on the next Alleycast. We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. <laughs>